Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Welcome to a spooky episode of Keep It. They're all spooky. It's October. It's Halloween. Almost. Lewis, how can I tell you? I walked in this morning <laughs> and Lewis complimented my outfit. And you know why? It's one of my fall looks. Oh my God, I'm being trapped. Which is you're, why I'm using a, you're using a compliment against me. Yeah, I am. I am. Which is why you liked it so much. Yes. Well, uh, let's just say something. I mean, do you not think October is a tragic time when white people try to wear orange? I mean, it's just a sad time. <laughs> Picture me in orange. You're already crying. I mean, if we didn't like things because white people ruined them. <laughs> There'd be nothing I left. Say, <laughs> Truly. I'd be in we'd, a casket. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be down to like plants. I hate life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's October. Um, it is fall. And other than Kara turning out looks, mm-hmm. Cardi B is she, as well. Uh, I know. First of all, Kara complimented Cardi's stylist on Instagram. And I want to know who this person is. Colin Carter. Colin Carter. Is his name. He is surfing. Cardi has been looking unbelievable lately and I think maybe it's, if it were me, I would think as she gets more and more wild, she's just going to look better and better. You would say refined and refined like Queen yeah, Frosty from Candyland. As she sort of starts to act crazier to yes. maybe balance it all out. Cardi debuted her blonde platinum hair on Monday morning as she turned herself into the New York Police Department <laughs> for reportedly ordering an attack on two bartenders at a New York strip club because she thinks one of them slept with Offset. It's actually kind of impressive that no one really had heard much about this case until she showed up at court, which is just because she's making news in so many other ways <laughs> that this fully <laughs> fell by the wayside. Also... Cardi B makes me miss behind the music. Like, do you remember, like, Lisa Left Eye Lopez being like, when she talked about burning that house down? Through all the sneakers in, in the, the tub. bathtub yes. and set it on I fire. I put the sneakers in the tub and lit them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cardi B would get an episode of Behind the Music and just kill it. Be like, well, I did have to, unfortunately, slap that bartender that one time. Yes. Next. You know? <laughs> she would. She, I, I, have, I, I wish we could have heard what she said in court. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see, like, the brooch she wore in court. I just want, like, I want there to be a whole production associated Was she with actually in court, or was she just turning Listen, herself into a mugshot? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know. You go in for a mugshot, I don't know. It's been years since I've worked in law enforcement. Her mugshot, we should have seen her mugshot, though. It would have looked incredible. Girl, where's TMZ? I know. They do, they let Kanye talk all the fucking sure, time. Sure do. worry about Cardi B's mugshot. That is what the people really want to see. Yeah, not this Frost Nixon shit with Harvey Levin and Kanye. I really want to see the, the new Roxy Harvey Hart. Lovett? Sorry. Harvey Levin? Yeah. 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 Harvey Lovett? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save my slams for later in the episode. <laughs> yes. yes, we all love the new Roxy Hart of New York City. Yes. Oh, I saw that. That was a cute comment of yours. Thank you. It was, uh, well, I was trying to say it on the show <laughs> for the people who don't follow me on Twitter. Oh, God. Well. Anyway. Oh, good. That's what this podcast will come. Just Ira repeating his tweets. Right. Yes. That's what he does. You and your little jokes. Me? Occasionally. About, about sweaters and Christy Turlington or whoever. <laughs> All right. I haven't made a joke about Christy Turlington ever. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, later in the show, we will be joined by... A very special guest. A very special guest. Uh, one of Kara's top white women and someone I've loved for years and someone Lewis has never heard of, uh, <laughs> Kristen Bell from The Good Place and the upcoming Veronica Mars reboot. And yeah. the most popular animated film of all time, Frozen. How crazy is that? Well, Guys, that's why she's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen. An accomplished we're, young we're woman. We're slowly working our way through... All of my favorite white women. I was just t- saying to Kara, wouldn't it be crazy if the one white woman on her list we couldn't get would be her teacher, who's just like, I'm a private person. <laughs> call, me, call me when you're two dope queens. <laughs> we'll be right back.
this weekend at brunch, Kara and I decided that we are not going to mention a certain rapper by name anymore. Oh, on sure. This show. We're yeah. tired of him. I'm tired of having takes. It sucks. What did we settle on calling him? We were we were trying to think of a code word. I I used it as an example as I was pitching this idea. I said orange, like we just say orange. Sure. But if you have a if we have a better I was saying, I associate that with Frank Ocean, unfortunately. I don't want to besmirch that. Well, we just need a different word that yeah, we're we, gonna use. We, we can a... call him spoon, we can call him keyboard. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. But we're not saying we're not saying the name, Mr. Kardashian. We could say Mr. Kardashian. Yeah, uh, who? Anything? Okay. Yes, as long as we remind people that he is associated with her, because yeah. you know Chris Jenner tries to play these games. Anyway, Mr. Kardashian came back to torture us yet again. It all started when he subbed in for Ariana Grande on SNL this weekend, and he and. Some rapper Lil, named Little Pump. Pump. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> what is a Little Pump? It's I. I know him because um, I know he, people that work with him. But yeah, is he that person who? Wait, is he, he that person that had that song with Chris Brown where he switched places? Yes. Or is that he little, had? Uh, little something else? I think that's. No, I, I think, think that's right. Little Pump had Gucci Gang. Oh, Gucci, Gucci, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, God and. Damn it. Uh, and he shot. All is forgiven. He also he shot a gun in his house once. Those at, are the little pump highlights. At someone? I don't think so. I think it went off. His mom was there because he's like seventeen or some shit like that. Well, um, that is his Second Amendment right, Kara. <laughs> that sounds like a good wiki. I'll get yeah. to that one. Uh, well, they performed their track "I Love It" in Fiji water and Perrier inspired out. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a kindergarten graduation, like the kind of, you know, like silly Wait, costumes. what's the name of the song? I love it. What does it have to do with uh, water? I. They mention water or something in the lyrics for a split second, if I'm not do mistaken. They? Yeah. I just remember waking up to this email that Kara sent about this performance, and I saw a photo of Kanye looking like he was a Perrier bottle. Yep. I closed my phone and I went back to bed. Did you think you were high? I did. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? You should have thrown your phone into the ocean. Your, your phone had peaked at that moment. It shouldn't, my... it shouldn't have given you that image. I don't I don't have a home in Malibu. Well, get on it. <laughs> just chuck my phone into the ocean. <laughs> the, ocean the ocean in West Hollywood. But, well, I'm just saying. But by the way, we're already being generous calling it a performance. Because what they did yeah. was... Bop? I mean, like, what was the choreo that was actually occurring there? Choreo, that is a kind word right. to use describing. Yeah, it. No, I mean, Derek Huff was not in charge of this, no. The kids of Zoom could get... Uh, <laughs> and then it somehow got worse. Yeah, so after that, he closed out the show with one of his trademark political rants. and he, In a MAGA hat. In a, a MAGA hat. A MAGA hat that he redesigned. Oh, God, I know. To look more fashionable. It looks like a hat. Yeah. You it looks know. the same. Um, that's like those people who wear the chic Confederate flag shirts <laughs> um, designed by Ralph Lauren. Um, he said that he was still thinking about his 2020 presidential run. He talked about being bullied by SNL cast members for <laughs> wanting to wear his MAGA hat. He said that the Democrats- <laughs> Alex Moffat really showed him, showed him up. Taking fathers out of their homes to promote welfare. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, first of all, reports came that like no one bullied him. No one bullied him. Also, you could hear people booing. Yes, people in were the booing audience. him. And we know about this rant because Chris Rock Instagrammed <laughs> the entire thing. I love how bullying is probably just they noticed he was sucking. That's what that my, means. My favorite thing is I mean, I'm not suggesting you go back and actually uh, listen to the rant because God help you. But the you watch the guys in the background who are like standing there, probably like, don't fuck with the hat, but okay, let's see. And you see them, they're sort of in the beginning, they're nodding, they're nodding, and you just see them like stop moving <laughs> and it flooding over them that they are on television and like everyone sees them standing behind this man. As he's saying this, and just the dread in their faces is just slowly the, taking like, over. The darting, like Felix the Cat pupils, yeah. like, oh God, who do I turn to? Yeah, and I think I also saw one of the cast members tweeted something like, "I wasn't on stage for that shit." Like they were all like, it "Wasn't me." <laughs> all the black people were like, "I wasn't there. It wasn't me." <laughs> I want to talk about the fact that he was even on SNL in, right, the, first in the first place. place. Because if you recall, 
last week, Lauren Michaels did some sort of interview where he talked about the fact that Ariana Grande was originally supposed to perform. But then he rudely mm-hmm. said that she had to pull out for, quote, emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. And that luckily Kanye was there to pick up the slack. First of all, Bending is always ready. <laughs> Also, stop pretending like no matter what, like, well, we had no choice. We had to book Kanye West. Right. That, that, that didn't make Kardashian. any sense to me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, damn it. I fucked it up. <laughs> at any rate, it's like we had a cancellation going on and it was going very well. Also, you were airing out Ariana Grande's business, which yeah. we all know that she's had a lot. She was in like a fucking terrorist attack like a year ago. Her ex-boyfriend just died. She was groped on national camera. Like, let's give her a break. We know she's going through shit. You didn't need to be like, she was feeling emotional. She couldn't. She couldn't come to work that was fucking stupid and then yeah the idea that kanye is the only one fuck all of us we can't stop doing it orange always free <laughs> i mean isn't literally if you told any one of the artist carpenters is alive <laughs> though richard was right there if sure you told any artist would you like to perform during the first episode of the new season of saturday night live Everyone would say yes to that. Especially Everyone would say yes to that. Everybody's fucking friends with Lauren Michaels, too. You're telling me Paul Simon can't, like, you know, get away from Edie Brickell for two seconds and get on stage and play the boxer, whatever the fuck he does? <laughs> I say that affectionately. I like Paul Simon. Bring Cardi back again. Yeah, yeah whatever. Well, she, Let Adam was, Driver pay, play those songs from Inside Lou and Davis. I don't care. She was busy beating up strippers. <laughs> Later, Mr. Kardashian posted a photo of him in his MAGA hat on Twitter. And Instagram with the caption, this represents good and America becoming whole again. We will no longer outsource to other countries. We build factories here in America and create jobs. We will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the 13th Amendment. That hat is made in China. (laughs) That hat is made in China. He clarified (laughs) his statement later saying, he didn't mean to say abolish the 13th Amendment, you know, the one which ended slavery. Uh, he said the 13th Amendment. Not is, his. No. The 13th Amendment is slavery in disguise, meaning it never ended. We are the solution. That <laughs> Wait, read, just, that, read that again. The 13th Amendment is slavery in disguise, dot, 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 meaning it never ended. Hmm. So the amendment that ended slavery was actually a smokescreen to keep slavery <laughs> intact. Oh. And only oh. the MAGA hat right. can free us. Yes. He thinks the yes. words of the 13th Amendment yes. are trying to trick him. It di- so it didn't, th- we, we're still slaves? That's what? what he's trying to say. Move over, page master. <laughs> <laughs> we're, still, we're still slaves. That's what he's saying? That's what he's trying to say. That lets me Because it would have been a lot easier to just say, we're still slaves. Yeah. Wouldn't it? That seems like a choice. <laughs> right? We're all still choosing to be slaves. By the way, also, again, very elementary point here, and it's going to come up again when we talk about Lindsay. But just, this is a mentally unwell person. It's just, you don't think so? Here's the thing. This is what I do not like, and I really, really hate this. He probably does have mental health issues. Yeah. We know that. However, conflating this bullshit. Oh, no, with, it's with not mental, acceptable. That's the thing. And I think even bringing it up in that, like, it's, and he himself has, has been like, I'm not saying this because of that. I'm saying this, this because week, I believe this. this. Week he at says TMZ, that all the time. He did say, I'm fresh off my mat. I'm like, off the meds. Like, I'm back in the gym working out. But he I think, I think, clear. I think bringing it up is a way of, and I'm not saying that's what you were doing, but I think people often bring it up as a way to sort of forgive it or to say, well, this is why he's saying those things. And it's like, to me, they're completely separate because there are plenty of fucking people with all sorts of other legitimate mental health issues who don't say stupid, ignorant bullshit like this. Plenty of them. And also- Most of them. Almost all of them, to be fair. And people get behind what he says. You know, like the Candace Owens or whatever, like into it. It just, to me- I I know, isn't it shocking that I said, let's talk about Bergen. Let's talk about other Candaces. I'll take Candace Cameron. (laughs) I don't care. It's just he, he, this is his dumbass talking, especially when he's talking about like saying shit like the 13th Amendment. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. He literally doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's choosing to put himself in these positions where he can go on camera and say stupid shit like this all the time. His entire family, his team, there's a whole bunch of people who are letting him do this all the time. Where the fuck is Kris Jenner? 
Sure, her fucking Svengali ass is putting her hands in everyone else's life and her family. She's running, and she's e. not, and she doesn't have any time to fucking control him. She's running E Network. <laughs> Do you think she, she's like writing the E News ticker, like <laughs> like typing it all out? Yes, it's like a source close to the Kardashian and, and, but, reveals. But that's the thing. All right, Chris. <laughs> the fact that no one has stopped him, in particular, none of the Kardashians or Kris Jenner. It makes me think that they're sort of okay with what he's saying. Because, of like, the idea that they can't, like. Reports it, came that she was unfazed sitting exactly. there watching it. She Instagrammed um, the other day uh, a photo of her and Kanye about, like, you know, we're still in love, whatever. She will always ride That's for what her I'm man. Saying. So it's like, you, they, she are, loves it. they are by not doing anything and not saying anything. Like, I think Kim once was like, I'm out in for Hillary. Like, that's mm-hmm. the extent to which she said anything against what Kanye has really been doing. And so, to me, I'm like, the majority oh, you of Americans of did. It didn't work. Exactly. <laughs> also, how do you feel about Lana Del Rey stepping in with that Instagram comment? Basically, read him to filth being like, you relate to Trump's megalomania, probably, and it sucks for the culture that you're into him, basically. And it was like, I don't know her to be somebody who is a, a, a clap back type figure. So it was refreshing it in was, a way. It was weird seeing it though. It's like, it's not like Lana Del Rey was with MLK shooting in the gym. Like <laughs> why? Love why the image com- though. Why, why comment now? There's, there's also this weird thing where like, it's sort of the Chris Brownie thing where white celebrities love to hop in with like a black celebrity is doing something crazy. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't critique Mr. Kardashian and his MAGA hat, but it's like a lot of other celebrities and musicians are out here doing crazy shit, right. but they only seem to want to comment on Kanye. It's like Judd Apatow and Bill Cosby. Yeah. That was always my thing where he was always going in on Bill Cosby, who is a fucking monster, and I'm glad he's going to prison, but I was like, you haven't mentioned anything else about any other, the many men who have committed sexual assault in Hollywood. You haven't really seemed to express a great deal of concern for the victims of sexual assault, and you're really, really going in on him, and it just is weird, and like, it is, you see certain people jumping in where I'm like, was was your ass talking to Roseanne Ho? Did you, where was your, where was your Instagram comment from right. her? The comment that I actually liked on Instagram was, this was Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> Snoop Dogg fucking hates him. He called Oh, no, him, I did, I did, I did. He called I did, him yes. an Uncle Tom nigga, <laughs> and he said, make your music great again. <laughs> <laughs> if you had told me 10 years ago, five years ago, between Snoop and Kanye, who would have the correct political outlook right now, I'm I'm not sure that it would have been, I think I would have been wrong. I think it would have been wrong on that one. I, I think Snoop just loves living in California and smoking weed. He ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> he is, he is, He's hosting the Joker's Wild or whatever. He's having a good time. We could talk about many of the other things Mr. Kardashian said, but I don't even think we have the time. He said he was calling Colin Kaepernick oh, to try God. to bring him to the White House. Um, Talk about throwing phones into the ocean. Colin's I, like, you cannot reach me right now. I mean, I I don't need Colin hanging out with Kanye. I need Colin voting in the midterms, but that's a <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, he's also talking about his new album called Yandi. And how he's, about are we he, out of puns with that? Yet, him? He wants yeah. to go record in Africa. But not only, you know what he said. He said the place known as Africa. <laughs> yes. Again, words are conspiring against him. <laughs> they told me it was Africa in this episode of Carmen <laughs> San Diego, but I can't <laughs> prove it until I and check the soil he, myself. And he was like, "I'm gonna go and bring my kids, and we're gonna cook. I don't know what that has to do with anything. And we're gonna set their microphones up and record nature." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can get nature sounds just on iTunes right now. You don't need to go also, and collect them. Africa's a continent. He Where also- in Africa are you going? It's a fucking <laughs> continent, man. It's a huge and enormous goddamn continent. Where are you going? Stop well, saying Africa. Generally, people, as a note, stop saying Africa when you're going to the entire fucking continent. Well, Spe- actually, specify. you know he is from every continent in Africa <laughs> yeah. except for one. Which Just one? like Raven. Oh, God. <laughs> she is from every continent yeah. in Africa. Uh, oh, wow. I forgot all about he that. He also said Kanye was his slave name, and he was going to start going by gay. Kanye is what? a Nigerian name. <laughs> That's an important fact. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Also, this nigga is go- apparently going to be headlining Coachella. Oh, with I just, saw that. With, with Justin Timberlake. With Justin Timberlake. I have never and been so excited to not spend money. 
I think we're done talking about this. I also forever? Do, yes. Forever. I, I would like to seal him in a tomb <laughs> and never discuss him. Um, also, I didn't mean to slander you too. It was just a joke. Oh. I love you too. You know I love you too. I like one song by you too, Mysterious Ways. Okay. When we're back, Lindsay Lohan is kidnapping children. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. <laughs> Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And <laughs> I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have it always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. So, Lindsay Lohan, who was in Moscow, of all places... <laughs> Where she needs to be, if I had to pick one place. ...found herself back in the headlines this weekend. This was another thing that I woke up to Kara sending me. I saw it and immediately went back to bed. <laughs> Lindsay posted in a since-deleted video to Instagram on Friday night, herself getting out of a car and approaching a family that she identifies as Syrian refugees in need of help. She tried to offer one of the children a stay at a hotel where he could watch a movie, and then she criticized the mother for not letting the children come with her 
And also to say, you should not have them on the floor. You should be a hardworking woman, and you should be doing what you can for your children so they have a better life. Basically, they try to get away from this bitch. <laughs> and Lindsay <laughs> accuses them of trafficking the children in what sounded like Arabic. I, I don't know. But she said the, the family was ruining Arabic culture and don't fuck with Pakistan. And then she tried to kidnap one of the kids. And then the, that lady punched, punched her, her ass out. <laughs> it's a perfect human interaction. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, there's no answers. I mean, I mean, we've been down such a crazy road with Lindsay, and like the last seven rungs on her journey have made made less sense than the last. I didn't think she'd do anything crazier than Georgia Rule, but here we go. <laughs> I don't. It. She's in Moscow. She literally filmed her you, a kidnapping attempt. This is how you throw a party in Moscow, bitch. Like it's just <laughs> her life never makes sense. It never. I never understood why she is where she is. I, I, I thought she was still in Mykonos filming her reality TV show. She has a reality show? She has a show called, like, where she's Elisa Vanderpump. She has a club in Mykonos. What? And it, they're filming it for MTV. Oh, no. And there was a meme of her recently dancing where she kept, like, flashing oh, I her, yeah, that. her heavy yes. hair around. And the DJ is like, this is how you throw a party in Mykonos, bitch. Do you remember <laughs> when she became a spokesperson for Lawyer.com? I do. Yes. Which I have since learned provides no legal services like the name might suggest, <laughs> but rather it pairs people with lawyers. So you'd be like, I'm Cardi B. I threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj. And they'd say, like, here's a lawyer who can help you. And Lindsay Lohan was the spokesperson for that organization. By the way, I can also just picture Cardi B saying exactly that line. Exactly that, yeah. I threw a shoe. Wow. Uh, uh, here's... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what I kind of miss? The era before Twitter and social media where you could have reasonable doubts about how zany a celebrity was. Like, I sort of miss when you would just hear kind of reports that Sean Young had done something bizarre that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, uh, Margot Kidder had crawled through a bush or something. But that Mar was all unconfirmed. Yes, Mar Mary Lou Henner murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> and remembered it. I don't, know um, what, I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm just about. saying, there was a time when you could be like, who knows if they're actually doing, uh, you know, zany. Now it's like, this woman provided her own video evidence in real time on her Facebook page or something. So now it's just, oh. now I'm thinking about how zany she is. Also, why is she alone? She right strikes there. me as someone who should never be alone, ever. Someone should always, at all times, be with Lindsay Lohan. You know, if Oprah can't help you. I forgot about that, damn it. Our own producer, Corinne, worked on that show. <laughs> to, to quote Oprah. You need to cut the bullshit. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that was the line. So what is the truth? <laughs> God, that was so rough. <laughs> you do not want to be read Kurt by is Oprah. literally having PTSD right now. <laughs> <laughs> From that experience. She also wore, a, she wore orange in that big interview with Oprah on that show. Right. So. Fall. <laughs> Also, I'm just saying, Lindsay Lohan has like my color, my uh, complexion. I would not wear orange. Personally. I also the the thing with her too, and I know this is she sort of developed the weird British accent a few years ago. British is kind. Moving yeah, on. whatever. It's uh, the Ira. Mine accent. is better. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be. I will not be slandered over here. You're mugging me off. I mean, <laughs> I don't know which is worse, to be honest. But and then now she has some sort of. Uh, I didn't understand what she was saying, the way she was speaking. Why does she speak Arabic? Or well, was she speaking Arabic? I don't know. Do you know who's not doing this? Lacey Chabert. The rest of the Mean Girls cast, let's keep up with that. I know. What you are know, they doing? I would actually love a Tina Fey sit down off the record. Hey, girl. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Tina, come on, keep it. Tina, if, I mean, and I don't, I don't expect you to explain what happened to Lindsay, but I just would like to hear your thoughts. Just give us a look. I mean, blink. Yeah, if you, <laughs> blink if you think Lindsay's not okay. <laughs> Imagine if she was like all good here. Does Lindsay still text Tina Fey? Do you think? Well, like, she certainly tweets just, at her. I yeah. think she does tweet at does, her. Does, well, you know, she's like the Nikki Blonsky in that way. She'll yep. tweet at anybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But <laughs> I just wonder if Tina Fey sometimes wakes up in <laughs> the morning I, to fifteen texts from Lindsay, and she's like, <sighs> "Help me." Back to Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs>
These are unanswerable questions, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Lindsay Lohan is now, there's been so much that I forget everything. I forgot that she defended Harvey Weinstein. Right. Told Georgina Chapman she shouldn't have left her husband. Like, she just opens her mouth. Hated the Me Too movement briefly. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's, especially in a world where there is, frankly, more interesting crazy shit happening on a hourly basis. Lindsay, I'm like, you would really... You're not really bringing it enough for me. Like this was crazy. Yes, the 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 kid the attempted kidnapping on camera was one thing. But like her other antics, I'm just like, ugh. We already have Azealia Banks. I don't know. Like, there's only so much we can process. You're not really bringing me enough to care. Yeah. Outside of this, I'm a little sick of her as like a camp object of affection too. I just feel like she she gets brought up all the time by like the kind of quote unquote pop culture fans who say the words hot mess a million times a day and are just so like. You know, uh, leave Christian Siriano alone. Say, uh, well, no, no, <laughs> he he brought us the words "hot mess." I'm not I'm not criticizing the originator, but um, just like I'm just sick of like I, I don't get that much like happiness out of watching someone be. I mean, we just talked about Mr. Kardashian being, but watch, watching someone be like indecipherable. I just I can't deal with it. Yeah, it's like watching Mariah Carey deliver ice cream on TRL on a loop. Yes, it's. Unsettling. We really yeah. thought that would be the most craziest celebrity would ever be at one point. And now it's like, what universe are we in? Kidnapping children. What's next? What's next? Where are your people? Hopefully nothing is next. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clear the schedule. Go back to to, to Lawyer.com. Go back to Lawyer.com. Be an administrative assistant. See if Oprah were answering an email, maybe. <sighs> Oprah's not answering an email. <laughs> She's maybe got her she, garden. May, maybe Ayanla at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ayanla fix my just everything. Not just beyond my life. I I don't even want her on Keep It. Lindsay? No. Now she's going to call you. <laughs> yeah, now she's going to tweet at you. I'm getting a call right now. <laughs> anyway, when we're back, Kristen Bell. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. And we're back. I'm like crying. I can't believe this is happening. Kristen Bell's here. Oh, I thought you were crying because we're going to talk about political comedy. Oh, that too. Yes. No. I mean, I'll start actually weeping in a second. Okay. Yes. Kristen Bell is here. She is. Sitting right next to us. Woo! Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. We love you. I I can feel it, and I love you right back. Well, it's such a lovely feeling. Did you know we did we did something a few weeks ago where I made a list of my favorite white women. And you were on it. 
You were, you're, yeah. Of course I saw it. You're in good company, I think. I I was so flattered. I don't know why (laughs) or how I made it or was even on your radar, but it was, I'm not going to lie, I felt great. (laughs) I absolutely will not use false modesty. I was like, yes! (laughs) What did I do so I can do it more? Yeah. You were alongside people like Christine Baranski and Elizabeth Warren, like people who should be installed on Mount, Mount Olympus. That like so, just congrats. You're I among mean, the gods. It, it fe- I'm again. I'm not gonna lie. It feels great, <laughs> and I don't understand it, but I will take it. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just get into the show. Sure. And you can join us. I would love to. Political comedy. SNL's back. That's true. And Matt Damon guest starred as Brett Kavanaugh. Now I am usually an optimist. I'm a keg is half full kind of guy. <laughs> But what I've seen from the monsters on this committee makes me want to puke and not from beer. Did we enjoy the cold open? Well, I'll say this. I mean, it was the first sketch of the season, so I expected it to be one way longer than the average sketch. So I was prepared for it being, yes, it was (laughs) the movie Ben-Hur Plus. I would say it was sort of run of the mill for SNL. Like, oh, they had a stunt casting. They brought back some old cast members. Did they give Rachel Drouch enough to do? Not for me. <laughs> I-, I thought the best part of it was actually A.D. Bryant as Rachel Mitchell because they they had a take on that character that was unexpected. Like, I flew here on Southwest. I don't know what I'm doing. That was like a cute move for her. But otherwise, I thought it was just kind of like a little longish. Okay. Yeah. Have you been following the... Um Brett Kavanaugh of uh, everything. Yes, and in fact, I caught up mostly last night by watching John Oliver and that sketch, which yeah. I'm very glad I did because that's the topic <laughs> today. Um, but I was I was in New York last week because I spoke at the UN General Assembly, so I actually had that day of like just being concerned with something else, and I was very grateful for it in like a self care way of like. I don't know know if I can watch this whole debacle because I know that it's not going to go the way I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've seen um, a bunch of clips. And I actually thought it was pretty funny. I mean, first of all, l- let's start with the fact that Matt Damon's hair was on point. That is the good, shape. Yeah. It, was, it was a great look. Of Brett Kavanaugh's hair. <laughs> and like just to think about all the people, like look at your whole room, like how many people go into this. I always like try to s- acknowledge that. Whoever did his hair, it was like because Brett Kavanaugh has like a weird shaped. <laughs> yeah, piece whatever of topiary hair. artist like was in charge of that. Yeah, nail, it's yeah. A, it's a specific shape, and they did it. Yeah, it was excellent. And then I also like really, I really laughed when they ma- held up the huge headshot of Alyssa. Oh, Melissa, that was so I, funny in the back. Yeah. Were, were you were you also invited by Diane Feinstein? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I just feel, I just feel <laughs> no. like she wanted a packed house. Of I guess. I mean. I, I guess. I, I don't know what good I, I would have done there because, like, I can just watch it on TV and then I can still tuck my kids in. So I've, I didn't I didn't feel like the need to be there. But I'm glad people are, you know, taking a fierce interest in it. Yeah. I actually found it pretty funny. But I think the thing for me is I have such dread constantly. And I feel like that's the thing with SNL and the political comedy where, like, when it was Sarah Palin, it was like, this is goofy and funny. What a nut. Because I think we were like, oh, she's not actually going to be the vice president. And now I'm like, oh, this man may actually be on the Supreme Court. And I find it a little hard to, like, laugh at that. And But that's just me. Like, I know that, like, others. And it's good to it's good to find some sort of, like, laughter and joy. But I'm like, ha, 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 except this won't be funny when he's a Supreme Court justice. Right, right, right. Yeah. I agree. But I also, like, I... I'm sort of an uh, an optimist to a fault and, and naively so, but I do, I still believe in a hero. I think that there will be someone or some people that, that fix it. I think it's going to get dark as it has gotten for a while because, yeah, it's hard to watch a a funny comedy sketch and go like, but that man thinks he owns my vagina. That's <laughs> really uncomfortable to think that he can make rules about my body, which is what he wants to do. But then I just somebody's gonna swoop in. They they do. I like I believe that that goodness guides people, and I, so we're gonna find someone. Yeah, someone's gonna fix it. I, the whole thing. The whole everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh, what were you speaking at the UN assembly about? Um, I am the uh, global advocate for the Women's Peace and Humanitarian Fund, which is like very interesting to me because it's the first of its kind. It's the first time that the 
that it's not like a board in another country making rules about a country in crisis. It's um, a fund that was set up based on this like measure called 1325 that was passed 12 or 13 years ago to give more opportunities to women because the UN looked at numbers and 1% of funding trickles down, global funding trickles down to um, women's organizations, which... I mean, I always say, like, clearly women are not the only solution, but they're, like, definitely more than 1% of the solution. <laughs> We're the main, the main one, though. We can get rid yeah. of most men. cocky, but no. no. I'm fine with um, saying that. So what they do is the structure of, um, you know, you get all the, I was basically, like, just begging all these ambassadors and, like, the, you know, prime minister of Ireland for more money, but... The fund, it takes local women's organizations in the on the ground in countries in crisis. So like in Iraq, in Burundi, in, in Bangladesh, and they take local women's organizations to say, what's your idea to fix your community? Then they fund it. Then they give you um, tech training, managerial training, capacity training to run your organization, your local nonprofit. And then if the idea is successful and you start to feed everybody or you start to get everyone health care or jobs, they franchise that idea. So it's not a global board making decisions about a country in crisis. It's taking ideas. On, and I'm such a believer in grassroots. I don't I don't think it's the most appropriate thing to make decisions about someone else's problem. you got to talk to them and see what they need. Yeah. So their goal is to raise 40 million dollars by 2020. And um, they're current. We're currently in five different countries, but there's crisis countries. There's need in 24. So we're just trying to up it and see how many local women we can help help themselves in their communities. So you're doing things. Trying. <laughs> That's rather than anything I will ever do. So congrats. Do you, do you think because you're on a show called The Good Place? Do you think it's trickled into I better do good things so people don't think this is like false advertising? No, because I have been uh, always been good, pathologically <laughs> preoccupied about how to be a better person since I've been five years old. Like I was born with it, and then to a degree that it's like sometimes not healthy. It's like <laughs> calm down, <laughs> and it's definitely like I have to remind myself not to let it get into ego because I've been in the philanthropy space for twenty years, and there's I've never seen bigger egos than in the philanthropy space. I'm the first to mm-hmm. admit that. But I do think it, it now as an adult feels more like a responsibility. Like the reason I wanted to do The Good Place is because I am actually like obsessed with like how do we share Earth? Like mm-hmm. Earth is a really hard place to be alone, let alone with like billions of people, however however many people are here now. So um, I think I learned all that stuff about the Women's Peace and Humanitarian Front Fund from the UN people who created it and just gave me phone call after phone call of lesson after lesson about what they do. But my responsibility comes in the fact that if I can get the attention of an 18-year-old by doing something goofy, which is like what I've made my career out of doing, then I have a responsibility to grab that person's ear and say, do you know there are really cool things you can be concerned about? And it can be enlightening and it can be fun and it doesn't have to be negative like the current political climate. Like you can fight for other people and that's really cool. So bringing bigger ideas that aren't necessarily like sexy ideas to people who wouldn't normally care, I feel is like when I put my head on the pillow is definitely my responsibility. It's great and it goes in the face of a lot of what we talk about on the show. You know, the fact that some people are like, Celebrities, you know, should stay in their lane and not talk about politics. Whatever I find that, that so means. comical. It like is. I'm not a citizen because I'm a celeb. Because <laughs> no. I have a job that makes you laugh. Like I'm not. I'm no longer. I'm stripped of my citizenship. <laughs> That's also, ridiculous. Also, if you loved Trump, they would have you on Fox News every night. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, everyone's allowed to have opinions. And I'm raising two girls right now that I'm teaching to have opinions. Or rather, dare I say, I'm not teaching them to have opinions. I'm not cutting down their opinions at an early age. I'm not breaking them and asking them to stand in line and being sort of a, you know, a more uh, a stricter parent. I'm allowing them to just like sit with all their opinions so that when they grow up, they know that that's okay to have. They're born with a ton of opinions. I'm just trying not to break them. There was a man recently who said to me, you have too many opinions. Like I was saying something. He was like, oh, you have a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. That conversation did not go well for him. Yeah, <laughs> I think as we as we would know. But um, also, I, what did you do? Like, I'll have seven now. left. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah he's he's, he's gone. dead. So we've actually um, invited you here to help yeah. cover oh, up wow. the murder. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, if wow, you would wow, like yeah. To. wow. Okay, yeah, no, but really, all of that to say, more women with opinions is really yeah. Well, you know what? Um, like I always look to Glennon Doyle. Do you know the writer Glennon Doyle? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she's like. 
I appreciate her wisdom so much. And she, when this applies to this, because when asked uh, why she cries so often, she says it's the same reason I laugh so often because I'm paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I think you have a lot of opinions if you're paying attention. Right. One of my favorite things about you, this actually dovetails with what you said, but like specifically on both Veronica Mars and The Good Place. You play somebody who like grounds very heightened set of circumstances, and it like it's a credit to you as an actress that people like relate to you in these weird fucking shows, you know, that have like you know uh, terrible murders, or they have, or it's in you know the Good Place, which is in like a crazy pseudo paradise. Is it ever daunting as a celebrity to be so relatable? <laughs> <laughs> is it daunting? No, it feels correct. I don't want to get to a place where I feel like I'm not. a a human being like every single person I pass on the street because like I sometimes when I'm in my head and I'm like walking down the street or driving and I'll see a group of people and it will just occur to me and kind of like make my brain short circuit I'm like every single one of those people has fights with their parents every single one of them has a favorite color a favorite ice cream foods they hate some of them can handle cilantro, some of them can't. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not the only one who feels like I have all this stuff, you know, that makes me me. Like, everybody feels that way. And I think it's recognizing the inherent value in everybody that makes me want, like, I want to be one of us. I like being human very much. And I don't think that me liking being human should like you know negate someone else's ability to be just as important i didn't answer your question and i don't even remember what it was it was something about <laughs> veronica mars but <laughs> I, I heard a piece of information about veronica mars that yeah. lewis and i were talking about before that is very thrilling what? well you know one of the new writers for the reboot of course i know all the new is that there's a very tall man yeah who, uh, was very good basketball. can you even believe I, that it's crazy <laughs> Chris, kareem you, abdul-jabbar uh, is going like, to be a writer on the reboot doesn't that sound like an SNL sketch? Yes. yes. Where they're like, who's... But apparently... And I said, Rob Thomas, our creator, told me about it. And I didn't know if he was joking because he's pretty <laughs> funny. But he was like, Kristen, he's an amazing writer. He, apparently, he's been writing for all... He's written s- books? Yeah. And, and for like op-eds and stuff. He's written all sorts of things. And in the writing community, he's very well respected mm-hmm. because he has like a, a crazy creative voice. And Rob was like, I really wanted to see his specs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And sent his material over and he hired him. And I think it's amazing. Also, I'm actually worried, like, he could step on you. I mean, he's just like a nine foot tall person. But I can't wait for all those. fast. That's true. So fast. Think of all the fun photos you get to take because you're. Of his knees? Yeah. And then he's standing there. Yeah. Just days. Also, he really got me through my first pregnancy my first labor because he was on a show called anybody splash maybe it was a celebrity oh, the diving, diving show competition. Oh. kareem abdul jabbar it was amazing <laughs> it was like drake bell kareem abdul jabbar louis anderson louis anderson who like that was a little for me because like every time like louis got tens all around mm-hmm. every time he dived which was a whole nother thing. But everybody had to like learn how to be a professional diver. And it was nuts because that's so hard. And you just had to watch it. And like the the first one, someone like broke their ankle diving, which I'm not even sure how that's possible. And when I went into labor, I was, we were sitting at, right after I got my epidural, obs, Mm -hmm. I was sitting in the bed in, you know, the next 33 hours of my life for labor. And we were like, oh my God, Splash is on tonight. Oh my God, perfect. And we just turned it and watched like a marathon of like three episodes. Of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar diving. Yeah. Yeah. He worked really hard on that show. (laughs) And he's been a fan of Veronica Mars for So I've heard, which is so... And I'm glad it's coming back. That's right. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I donated you, to the Kickstarter. You did? I did. You sweetheart. Yeah, when the, when the movie was coming out. That, I mean, this show will be very different from the movie. But the, the movie is like we wanted to, we had an obligation to fulfill all the fans' fantasies, yeah. you know? And it was very much like, literally Rob says, he's like, I had to start with how do I get Veronica to punch the most popular girl in school in the face? (laughs) And then I write backwards. (laughs) Because that's what, because the fans funded it, you have an obligation to give them what they Mm -hmm. want. But in this one, it's going to basically be a much more adult world and it'll be Veronica and the other characters living as adults. So it'll be different, but. I mean, I donate however much money to have some respect paid to Piz. I couldn't oh. agree more. Mm-hmm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. charge you this time, yeah. but couldn't agree more. Always been my favorite. Yeah, love and Chris Lowell, what a sweetheart. Yeah, 
What uh, is it like to just, you're playing a character, Dan, you first played Veronica Mars, what, 15 years ago now? Yeah. I, I mean, like, to live with that character in your head for that long, yeah. is it, like, intimidating to have to add new dimensions to her? A little bit, but no, I'll just, I'll truly, like, my research, I'll just rewatch the series and mm-hmm. remember how she feels about everything specifically, because I think I know, like, she, I definitely feel like I know who she is, and, and um, but I'll rewatch it. And then um, I just, the thing I'm most excited about is like, we always say she's a hero without a cape. And I just, I think the world needs that right now. I think that there was a time, my husband always says this, there was a time, you know, a couple years ago, whenever we loved to root for the anti-hero because mm-hmm. everything felt a little safer. And like Walter White was awesome and Breaking Bad was awesome. And now I think that's scary. I think it's scary. I think you want to see someone who's fighting for goodness, who's fighting for the underdog, because that's what we need right now, like for our hearts in entertainment. Yeah, we need that. And I really enjoy The Good Place as well. It just makes you feel good about being a human being. Yeah. So hard to be a human being. And it makes you laugh at it, too. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of The Good Place, we have a game for you to play before you leave. It's called Good Place, Bad Place. Oh, jeez. Uh, we're going to list some I'm things. I'm too nice. I send everything to The Good Place no matter how bad it is. <laughs> There's no way you're sending you. all these things to The Good Place. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, Kristen Bell will decide whether these things belong in The Good Place or The Bad Place. Okay. And we're going to start the clock. Okay. Now. Okay. Drinking red wine on the beach. Oh, duh, good place if you like red wine on the beach. <laughs> Brilliant. Pe- people who come to a full stop to make a right turn. Ooh, see, then you're put, like, I can't send grandparents to the bad place, and a lot of grandparents do that. So, good. by the way, no, good place for safety. Yeah. Oat milk. Oh, um, g- good place, I guess, because if people like it. I love oat milk. I don't milk. know, everything is subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Friends who make the switch to androids. I'm on an android. Oh, my God. So good place, but I've always been on an android. Wow. Cardi B's missing <laughs> shoe. I don't know what that is. <laughs> she, threw, she threw it at Nicki Minaj. She threw a shoe at Nicki Oh, no, Minaj. you can't throw shoes at people. No, you're going to get a timeout. <laughs> Chokers. Oh, uh, if you love it, it's in your good place. <laughs> if you hate it, like you hate when people are on their Bluetooth, then it's in your bad place. Oh, sorry, I'm so bad. No, you're doing well. The season fall. Oh, good place. Oh. Best place. Oh, my God. Best place? This is an ongoing I'm fight we're having Lewis. on the show. Lewis, yes. hates no. Lewis hates fall. Why? White people in orange. Oh, there's that. Also, okay. just like just walk. Wet leaves are too wet. You know, Where what I'm there's saying? no. Up? We live in LA. There are no wet leaves here. Just the idea of them. Where'd you grow up? Uh, suburb of Chicago. Probably a beautiful fall. The foliage. Yeah, see, I'm not. I don't. I don't. Scarves. I want to know more about this because I grew up in Detroit, mm. and I. Um, and I'm from Milwaukee. I love. the Yeah, fall. the fall is great because it's also like. It's, I mean, you don't, do you not like Halloween? No, like not really. I don't, you know what I really don't Can like? Can you check Back your to pulse school. real quick for me? We check yeah. your pulse make sure your heart is beating. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's so fun. I just feel like if I want to dress slutty, that's what the sl- summer is for. Okay. Point taken. Oh. Um, you don't like going back to school. That's a good. That's a good point. Right. It's also just the worst part of school. Like I'm not a big homecoming dance fan. But don't oh, you yeah. think you look? I think I look best in the fall. Like I'm not sweaty. My hair is doing what I told uh-huh. it to do. The outfits. You're not under a bunch of layers. You're fresh. You're, you're like fre- just put this wardrobe together. Yep. Yeah. You can put jackets on in LA. It's perfect. Yeah. That's a, like a little nice little overcoat. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something though? I just bought a trench coat because I'm in the trench wearing community mm-hmm. and they look so stupid in LA. Like I'm never going to get to wear it. No, not now. Trenches are very in now. You think so? Yeah. Like they'll, even those trenches that are made like all out of like just silky material. Mm-hmm. I'm really digging That's what right it now. is. It's very like silky military. Oh, I, I just want to walk around looking like I'm in the Matrix. Yes. At all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. You don't like fall. And you don't like that smell, even being from Chicago. Like, like I go back to Detroit, and I, like, smell the smells of, like, going to the cider mill and stuff. Whoa. I'm, are you you're like a John Irving book or something? <laughs> uh, um, I I like colors. I'm just, I just. I, the, it's not your the thing. The coolness, the cinnamon. dampness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I get that. But isn't that why, I mean, isn't that really why Earth is so fun? Because there's all these, like, different diverse opinions and people can like different seasons and we can all respect. Look at us having a beautiful discourse <laughs> about a disagreement. I'm on the fence about Earth, it personally. but yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for being here, Thanks Kristen. For me. Uh, you rule. Keep ruling. People should watch The Good Place on NBC Thursday. Thanks. And when we're back, keep it.
And we're back with, once again, like two weeks in a row, this is the second favorite part of the episode now. Oh, yeah. We had Natasha last week, who killed it. We had Kristen this week, who killed it. <sighs> Our other guests need to start bringing it. Right. How can we go back to John Lovett? I know. <laughs> a- after this. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Keep It. It is. Kara, what's your Keep It? My Keep It is to the upcoming interactive episode of Black Mirror. Black Mirror is a show on Netflix about scary, dystopian technology things. And also lesbian romance. That too. Um, And I really enjoy Black Mirror, although I did have to stop because I was getting scared because it felt too much like the world I'm currently living in. But they announced that in the new season of Black Mirror, there will be a choose-your-own-adventure episode. Viewers will choose the storyline and make the decisions. They'll determine the next course of events for the characters. I feel like I'm already living in a dystopian nightmare. I don't need to watch an episode of Black Mirror and get even more into it and more immersed in whatever terrifying shit inevitably that episode is going to be about. I'm scared enough as is. I live in a dystopian choose-your-own-adventure. That's every day. Every day of my life now is exactly that. I don't need to watch it on my couch with my Netflix I am fine. We're good. We're good. Just just make the TV. Just make the TV. I don't want to be pulled into it anymore. This is my escape. And and I just I just don't need it. I'm stressed out already. This feels stressful. I don't like having to do work when I'm watching television. Right. You know, I'm like, you guys do it. That's what you get paid for. Make it already. Make the decisions. Um, but mostly I just um I'm already terrified and I don't I don't need to feel more so. Also, when it comes to watching TV, I'm already stressed out by having to make one choice of a TV show. There's so much TV out there. Don't make me make choices within All the these TV other choices, show. You know, yeah. the only interactive TV show I want to see is Love Island. Okay. I'm still watching. You, lit- okay. you have one speed now, and it's that fucking show. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I am 40 episodes in, and I cannot stop. What is this gun Four smoke? Zero? Why does it have 40 episodes? It aired nightly during the summer in the UK. And then they would have a recap episode each week. So it aired for it aired, 60 episodes. Aired. Maybe that's the television I need because I, I really loved the first couple of seasons of Black Mirror. And then I at one point I was like, oh, no, this this might happen. Oh, God, this is happening. This literally feels like this is happening right now. That's why I prefer like the San Junipero ones. Like I like the romance episodes. Of I loved Black Nosedive. Mirror. Oh, that was a good episode. That too. was that's my favorite one. But yeah, it's just I mean, legitimately, Black Mirror started scaring me. like I had been watching it in 2016 and then Donald Trump was elected and I was like oh god no I gotta I gotta just watch The Office for the 45th time also I still have not seen the San Junipero episode and I have lied to so many gay people by having seen it and then I hide behind my vodka soda until they go away because you hate the L in LGBTQIA oh you figured it out I'm not I'm not the one who like exclusively listens to lesbian music Jesus Christ (laughs) good attempt at a read hmm Maybe next time, sweetie. What's your fucking keep it? <laughs> I don't mean to be a continuous downer about fall, but my do you keep not? It, well, I do. Okay. I think I think you it love is it. fun for me. My keep it is to fans of the movie Hocus Pocus. Guys, it's shitty. <sighs> I'm sorry. Here's the problem with this movie. Here's the problem with this movie. If it were there's real... so many head shaking right now, by the way, in no, this room. The, the, <laughs> they're, they're quaking, as they say. <laughs> If the movie were actually about the three witches, it would be a great movie. But it's really about these damn kids and their, like, trick-or-treating adventure. So that's nothing. You know what, Lewis? You are you going to call me anti-Thora Birch? done it. <laughs> Today? Because I fucking agree. I that's hate Hocus Pocus! It's a bad movie. It's trash! It's... It is a bad movie fucking movie. I'm tired of people talking about it every fucking Halloween. It's not good. It's not I good. I don't want to Hocus Pocus 2. And by the way, it's I don't be- want to see those kids. It's by the way, it's not even quotable. There are like two quotes from Bette Midler that are fine. You want to see a Bette Midler movie? You go see First Wives Club. You go see For the Boys. Whatever. Sarah Jessica Parker, go watch L.A. Story. There's a show she was on Sex and the City. Kathy and Jimmy, we have Sister Act and she is wonderful on the those pyramid. Those are children's shows. This say, movie is for children. If everybody who was into Hocus Pocus would just be twice as into Adam's Family values the world would be a better place and by the way Adam's family values you got your Angelica Houston Joan Cusack and Christine Baranski who was on the white lady list I think you all are confused because you're grown men 
That show is for children. I didn't and like so it when I was a child. For children, it is an appropriate, delightful movie. I'm not surprised adult men are not enjoying Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, you, it was not it? made for them. Well, you better go to BuzzFeed.com right now where adult men are sitting around talking about it right now and forever. First of all, Hocus Pocus came out when we were children. Yeah, I was seven. I, did, I did not like it then. Also, I think that movie is kind of inappropriate for kids. They make a lot of sex jokes. Totally. Oh, please. Oh, and Gary Marshall's in it being creepy. My children aren't watching it. Oh, God. <laughs> Bad movie. Plenty of other great Halloween movies. Ira Madison the Fourth will not be watching Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, oh. you just said there were great Halloween movies, which makes you sound like you think Halloween is okay if you think there are great Halloween movies. I don't mean to tolerate, I don't mean to give any credibility to the horror community. I don't like you guys either, including you, Ira. What? <laughs> horror fans need to be quiet. That's for next week. Ira, what's your keep it this week? <laughs> My keep it is for this messy, rich white people feud going on between the Trumps and Gavin Newsom. I don't even know what this is. Gavin Newsom, our California gubernatorial candidate. My favorite hair gel purchaser. You know his ex-wife, Kimberly, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gilfoyle? I don't know. Right? Mm -hmm. Kimberly Jabberjaw. Is now dating Donald Trump Jr. Oh, that's his, that's his ex-wife. Yes, really. And now Trump gets constantly talking about Gavin Newsom at rallies, attacking him. And I can't help but think it's him trying to be helpful to Don Jr. because Gavin is his son's new girlfriend's ex-husband. That Fox News dead-eyed lady. Yes. Her? She's giving interviews now, too, about how she broke up with Gavin Newsom because he, like, was getting too far left for her. And, you know, it's also because of a reported affair, but we don't have to get into that. (laughs) I do have to say, both Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump Jr. style their hair the exact same way. It's kind of like when Nicole Kidman moved on from Tom Cruise to Keith Urban. It's like, wow, you just picked the same silhouette in beige. But taller. Yes. Right, but what? He's like 5'4 and a half and Tom Cruise is 5'4. Is is Keith Urban short too? Uh, he doesn't seem tall. Maybe it's the cowboy boots. Yeah. Right. Anyway, this is, I don't even want to like denigrate like Dynasty or Dallas by calling. <laughs> like this is. This is some Wendy Dang shit. <laughs> yes. This is. Well, Wendy Dang is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be clear. She's terrible. But peerless, incredible, peerless, and unbelievable. And I'm so afraid of her. But I, I really like her. Uh, yeah, no, she's know. got she's got some X factor. This is some General Hospital shit is what it is. <laughs> I this so aff- Trump this, is this, Trump this, is tweeting about no Trump is at his rallies calling out Gavin Newsom. He's like, you <sighs> heard about this guy running for governor in California, and Gavin Newsom keeps tweeting at Trump too, oh, responding. No. I need everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and this is so gross. Also, Gavin, this is beneath you. These, this entire family, everyone is above Donald Trump. Let your ex-wife yeah. go. Or just like this, all of this, if you you want to be, you're a politician, you want to be the governor of California, like tweeting at Donald Trump is so far beneath you over this petty bullshit. Like, what are you doing? And it's always that thing where it's like, Hey, um, at real Donald Trump, want to clear up a few things? Like, he's going to sensibly respond to you. Right, yeah. yeah. D- he doesn't even at people back ever, right? Guys, don't be stupid. Never, only, never at tweet. Only Donald people Trump. from American History X. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my key. I didn't know about this, and I'm not, I'm not thrilled. I saw I saw Gavin Newsom's name again. There are so many things happening yeah, well, at all time. I saw, like... I saw FCC, Elon Musk. I was like, what's happening? There was the Kavanaugh stuff. I saw Gavin Newsom and I was like, this is not, I can't, I I can't click. I mean, I just mostly ignore it because I can never remember how to pronounce his ex-wife's last name. Like, can we master of disguise? Like, what is it? (laughs) Guilfoyle? There's like a a Y in it. Mm Guilfoyle. I interviewed Gavin Newsom in college. That is a suave man. I'll say it. University of Iowa. Go Hawkeyes. I love I, my school. I really can't stand you. <laughs> also, horror movies are great. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween. I'll, I'll read. Coming back. No, that I'm excited for. No, you don't have to tell me to be a excited about bo- Jamie Lee Curtis. A Star is Born. Did you call that a horror? <laughs> That's your hot take this I week? Think, I think Bradley Cooper kills her. 
I mean that that window scene. I just want another look at you. Hey, hey, I just want another look at you. If that's not straight out of a, if that's not straight out of a horror movie. What's your Wait, did we, scary ju- movie, did we just get Kara's impression of Bradley that Cooper? Was my yes! Bradley Cooper impression. Bottle that. Yeah. yeah. Was it? How was it? It was good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how we can top this episode next week, but um, we'll try. We'll just read Hocus Pocus. We ain't reading anything about Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Leave through the ceiling, ceiling in a great glass elevator because I'm not sitting for that. <laughs> glass elevator. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good book. I love Roll Doll. Me too. The Witches, a much better movie than Hocus Pocus. Uh, it's about book, real witches. The, the book is great. Angelica Houston. Okay. Ripping off the face mask. Okay. That's two Angelica Houston mentions this episode. I win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.